Greetings, innovators, and welcome to Back of the Napkin, where we explore big journeys in the world of small business with the personalities who make it happen. And welcome back to another one of these bonus segments that we like to call Friday Fails. I'm Dusty Weiss, along with Stephanie Davis. And Steph, I think I've told you before that failure has kind of been a recurring theme of how I learn and process information for better or worse. But the more that we talk to other entrepreneurs, the more that I'm learning that most small business owners have had a similar experience. Absolutely. A few weeks ago, we talked to Rachel Doyle. She is the CEO and founder of Glamour Gals, a nonprofit that focuses on reducing elder isolation. She founded her company when she was 17 years old, and that means she had to learn a lot more lessons the hard way than most small business owners. So I think the feeling is still visceral today of like thinking back to that moment where it didn't really go how I hoped it would. The great thing is that that negative definitely became a positive. I'm thinking back now, like almost 20 years where when I first started Glamour Gals and we had just gotten our 501c3 status. And for anyone who's not familiar with nonprofits, that means you can accept tax deductible donations. That's really an incentive aside from people are drawn to your mission or they like what you're doing or they connect on an emotional level with what you're doing, but uh, you can receive donations. And At the time, I was in college and still learning about the right way to do things. It's called experience, I guess you would say. (laughs) And uh, I had been on a pitch panel talking about Glamour Gals, and the panel was really impressed. And one of the people on the panel ended up mailing a check to me. And I opened up the check. It was you know, I think it was like $500. And at the time, I was like, wow, this is a lot of money. So I immediately went, I have no idea. Like, I'm like, I have to write him a thank you note. But I don't know the right way to say thank you. And I don't want to mess up. There's certain information like the name of the donor or the organization's address. You have to write no goods or services were exchanged. That is like a legal term that if somebody wants to use it on their taxes, that has to be in there. If that line is forgotten, the date, something happens, the amount. So I definitely sat on it a little too long where I was like definitely thinking about it a lot, but I never got to writing the note just like any old note, just say thank you, an email, something. And I just remember it occupying a lot of my time, but just never happening to the point where the person wrote me a curt email or straightforward email saying, you know, you really should thank people when you get a donation. And I got it and my heart just sank because I had been thinking about it and I wanted to do it so well and I wanted to do it right. And there was legal implications in a nonprofit thank you letter that is so important to hit that in the quest, I guess, for perfection, I I totally missed the mark. And it sounds like you really just had sort of a case of like analysis paralysis where <laughs> thank uh, you for the you diagnosis almost, analysis paralysis. You, you get into just like a spiral of, oh, I want to do this thing right. And I'm worked up about that. And then I have anxiety about doing the thing. So I procrastinate doing the thing. And then that gives me anxiety about doing the thing and onward down into the abyss. Yeah. And that 
it seems small now kind of talking about it, but it compounded a whole bunch of things that then informed, I think, how I do business in general. And one of them is definitely response time. With my team, emails are within the day. There's no reason why you can't just respond to someone. You might not have the answers, but quick response time. And, you know, people have complimented me over the years. Maybe it's unexpected in nonprofits to have response times, especially for thank you notes. I try to do it within 24 hours now, no matter the size of the donation. So it's the relationships that you build, you know, in any organization. And that relationship was pretty much broken. I mean, the person was nice to me after, but they never really gave. So it's so important that the way you conduct yourself and the small things, the day-to-day things, you know, that was that was really important. And I, I even took it a step further and said, you know what? Saying thank you is generally a great practice and not enough people do it across the board. It doesn't matter if it's for a donation. So I went on to the last 17 years, put into our leadership training for our volunteers. There's a thank you note writing workshop. And it's not just a speaker talking about it. We actually pause and distribute pieces of paper and people write thank yous for the sponsors from that day or the speakers from that day and just show them you have to put it into practice. It's not just talking about it. So this one moment of feeling so rejected (laughs) from this one person over a $500 donation that it spurred like a whole line of like programming that I do with volunteers and now even my interns, like they have a mentor call with our extended network of professionals, they immediately send a thank you email or a handwritten note. And that's sort of become a signature to the point where even when employees like leave or over the holidays, like I get handwritten notes from people <laughs> or they they write me notes years later being like, you know, you really taught me the the importance of like writing a thank you note and how meaningful that is to people. Yeah. In that moment of having your nose sort of slapped by uh, someone that just wanted to do right by your organization and give to a worthy cause, how did you go about trying to approach repairing that relationship after you got that sort of snarky email? You know, I I think I didn't push it in, in a way of thinking, okay, this person definitely exposed a vulnerability or a weak spot in my my business. I think I had to check myself and say, I have a lot to learn. And I'm clearly not going to learn it if I don't keep trying. And But there's some universal things as someone who is a leader you need to know and you better read up on it. So I think for me personally, I made sure that I'm always open to learning and being responsive in that. And with the person, I think I chalked it up as... I was friendly. I apologized. I wrote the thank you note immediately. I think that day I just put anything. I Googled and, you know, made sure whatever language needed to be in there. But it kind of cut it off where it's first impressions are are a big deal to people. And, you know, if you're not prepared or if you don't have it, a lot of times there is no second chance. I've learned similar lessons. In fact, the VP at the last full-time job that I ever had before I became an entrepreneur was very big on note writing and stressed it and preached it and all that. And it's something that I've adopted. And maybe we lose sight of this sometimes doing the podcast here, but as a small business owner, Stephanie, you and Sure Payroll are one of my clients. And after we 
put out our first season and did a big launch, I actually uh, made a point of sending you a little care package in the mail that included a handwritten note. When you got that package, what was your response besides this guy is a huge nerd? No, I loved it. In fact, I was looking. I have your card right on my Stop. desk, your business card. But I swear, it's over on my filing cabinet. I saved the thank you card. And it is just nice. And it's, for me, my mom was so strict about thank you cards when we were growing up. Like after every birthday, and she'd get mad if, Rachel, to your point, it was not soon enough. She would be like, you need to get these out. Like, people came to your party, they sent you a card, like you need to thank them. And I do think it's so important. So now I'm like, big on the cards. And I'm like, you need to think because it's just nice. Like even if it wasn't a big thing, I still think it's important to say thank you. So yeah, Dusty, great job. I saved it. It did not go in the trash. And your business card is here. And we're good. I think it also makes you stand out. You know, mm -hmm. I think that the idea of like so many people don't do it, they might just send an email and the fact that, you know, in a sea of mediocrity, the idea of making yourself stand out and doing something a little extra special with that handwritten note, I think speaks to the way you run your business in all different ways. You know, you probably go the extra mile to make something that much better. It's a small thing, but ultimately I think it means a lot and it has that personal touch. I don't believe you, Steph, that you still have it. Do you want me to get up and check right now? If I wasn't plugged in, I think oh, I know exactly no. where it could be. Oh, I don't even remember what I wrote. It was something. I'm going to check now. Oh, See, this is going to be super cool. embarrassing. This is going to be really embarrassing, though. Not. Stand by. I need to unplug. <laughs> See, I think that's awesome. And like, I definitely like I have them taped up notes that I've gotten from people because I feel like you put them out when you're having a bad day you look at that note and somebody says how great you are and you're like huh that's all I needed you know oh she does have it see oh, look Lord. at that I'm a hoarder can I tell you can I tell <laughs> and you it was exactly where I thought it was gonna be <laughs> can I tell you one of the worst things about being a bald guy is that my blush is twice as big as anybody else's blush what does it say what does tell. it say you want me to read it word for word yeah, yeah. let's hear it let's hear it all right Hi, Steph. In any other year... Strong open. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta put a dramatic spin on this. All right. In any other year, we'd be able to properly toast your podcast launch. But since this is the year of virtual substitutes that aren't nearly as fun, well, it'll have to do. Thanks for being an awesome co-host and project lead. I am having a blast. Cheers to launch day. Dusty. So nice. That's so nice. And really, just, even reading it again, you, I'm like, we really were in this together. Like, it's been a journey, but it's been good. And yeah, we've said a hundred times, I wish we could be toasting over happy hour to the launch and you just had to get creative. So we did a little virtual launch, a little Zoom with a beverage and- A little tiny bottle of champagne. You yeah. make it work. Well, I guess our podcast listeners can now say that they've officially heard a blush, but <laughs> I think that there are a lot of great tips and a lot of wisdom in uh, what Rachel has shared with us here today. So Rachel Doyle, the founder and CEO of Glamour Gales, thank you for joining us on Back of the Napkin. Thanks for having me. I think that Rachel's fail is super relatable. 
and Dusty, I'm really glad that we could share with everyone how good you are at writing thank you notes. You should start a thank you note segment, similar to what Jimmy Fallon does on one of your podcasts. You know, Steph, based on how excruciating it was for me to hear one of my thank you notes read back to me, I'm probably going to take a hard pass on that one. But you're sweet to say so. (laughs) However, Rachel's story, I think, is a great reminder that even in the era of email, it helps to keep a book of stamps in your desk drawer as well. If you want to hear Rachel's full podcast episode, check it out in the podcast feed and be sure to check in with us again soon. We're going to have more full episodes and more Friday fails coming out on a regular basis. Please make sure that you're subscribed in your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star rating or even a review. We would love to hear from you about any ideas that you have for small business owners who we should be featuring on this show. Back of the Napkin is brought to you by Sure Payroll, where small business is their business. From easy online payroll to 401k support and award-winning customer service, Sure Payroll has been serving the payroll and business needs of small businesses for more than 20 years. Learn more at surepayroll.com and get two months free as a new customer. Here on Back of the Napkin, I am the executive producer, and co-producers are Carrie Straits and Dave Papa. Our production partners are PodCamp Media where we provide branded podcast production services for businesses. Our editor and producer is Larry Kilgore III. So thanks for tuning in to Back in the Napkin. I'm Dusty Weiss. And I'm Stephanie Davis. <laughs>